0: Hi, and welcome to episode 7 of the Fit Not Fad podcast. In this episode, we will be discussing the impact of your diet on weight loss. This will include how much you should eat, foods you should eat, foods you should stay away from, how to avoid overeating, and reverse dieting. A reminder that this is not a medical podcast, and I am not a doctor. Before making any drastic changes to your diet, please consult your physician. To start off, it's important to understand the concept of caloric intake and caloric deficit. So how much should you eat in a day? Your body requires and burns a certain amount of calories every day. Most of these are burned by your resting metabolism, and others may be burned through physical activity. Your resting metabolism is how many calories your body burns to function. If you're looking to improve the metabolism, you should listen to my previous podcast on building muscle. The amount of calories you eat in a day is called your caloric intake. To lose weight, you need to burn more calories than you're eating. Pretty simple. This is called being in a caloric deficit. A healthy caloric deficit is between 100 and 500 calories below your caloric intake. A consistent caloric deficit within this range is a key component to weight loss. Dropping below this range can damage your metabolism, cause fatigue and headaches, and lead to extreme hunger and nausea. In order to stay within a healthy range for your caloric deficit, you must understand two things. First, how many calories you're eating in a day And second, how many calories you burn in a day, also known as your daily caloric expenditure. Both of these numbers will change from day to day and from person to person. You can measure your caloric intake by reading the nutritional labels of your food to count and calculate the amount of calories you're eating. This may seem daunting, but this is one of the most accurate ways to determine your caloric intake. The MyFitnessPal app created by Under Armour is a pretty great resource for this. It scans the barcodes on your food and keeps track of everything for you. To calculate how many calories you burn in a day, we are going to look at a basal metabolic rate, the thermic effect of food, the calories your body burns through non-exercise activity, and calories burned through physical activity. The basal metabolic rate refers to the number of calories burned daily to simply stay alive, not including physical activity, digestion, or moving. The thermic effect of food refers to the energy we spend digesting the food we eat. This accounts for about 10% of your daily caloric expenditure. It is important to note that protein takes more energy to break down and process. Eating a high-protein diet will in fact result in more calories being burned. Non-exercise activity thermogenesis refers to the calories we expend through activities of daily living, such as doing dishes, walking the dog, moving from one chair to another. This is not exercise. And last, we have physical activity expenditure, and that refers to the amount of calories we burn through intentional exercising, for example, cardio and resistance training. We add all of these numbers up and that gives us the daily expenditure. If you're looking to calculate this, I have placed a link below this podcast. If you have or intend on buying a smartwatch, most calculate your daily expenditure and do a pretty good job. Simply subtract your daily caloric expenditure and your daily caloric intake and you get your caloric deficit. If this method is a little too much for you, you can rely on your hand. Your hand can be used as a measuring tool for portion sizes. This is an easier method that provides loose guidance. This method varies between males and females. So for example, every meal, for males, two palms of lean proteins, two fists of vegetables, two cupped hands of carbs, and two thumbs of fats should be consumed. For females, One palm of lean proteins, one fist of vegetables, one cupped hand of carbs, and one thumb of fats should be consumed. Pretty easy guideline to follow. There are certain foods out there that simply do more for you. Whether they're nutrient-rich or minimally processed, here are some examples I like to talk about. So here are some foods that are really good solid sources of protein. Eggs or egg whites, chicken, duck breast pork lamb turkey and fish some good sources of carbs include beans or lentils plain kefir quinoa farro potatoes whether they're plain potatoes or sweet potatoes whole grain black or wild rice steel cut and rolled oats and fresh or frozen fruit and it's important to keep them fresh or frozen and not canned or candied fruit because of the added sugar you want to avoid. Here are some foods that are good sources of healthy fats. And yes, fats can be healthy. Extra virgin olive oil, egg yolks, avocado, chia, flax, pumpkin, or sesame seeds, cashews, peanuts, or almonds, olives, and fresh coconut. There are certain foods out there that do more harm than good. Whether they're loaded with junk or just over-processed, Here are some of my favorite examples to mention. Here are some sources of not quality protein. Fried meats, protein bars, processed deli meats, sausage, and high mercury fish. And when it comes to carbs, you should do your best to avoid cereal bars, flavored milk, fruit juices or soda, fries or chips, pastries, and even pretzels. And last but not least, we have the unhealthy fats such as butter, corn oil, canola oil, processed cheese, dressings, vegetable oil, and, no surprise, bacon. It is important to keep in mind that having a restricted diet and frequent caloric deficits can sometimes, but not always, lead to feelings of exhaustion and hunger. When this happens, I might recommend reverse dieting. Reverse dieting is the process of gradually increasing the amount of calories you're consuming in order to promote long-term weight maintenance. This can restore those drained energy levels and help fight off the hunger. This method calls for small increases, which depend on the individual, but can be somewhere around 50 to 70 calories at a time. This helps to strengthen a potentially damaged metabolism without forcing the individual to gain large amounts of weight. It may seem counterintuitive, but eating more can actually help you lose weight when done right. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that this information was useful to you. If you did, and if it was, please share this with a friend, family member, or on your social media. Until next episode, thanks for tuning in and be mindful of what's on the end of your fork.